Bum, 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 bum. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, 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 in the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shells nibbling at my toes Fun, fun, fun In the sun, sun, sun Fun, fun, fun In the sun, sun, sun Smakehead's podcast us now Hello Smakeheads, my name's Jed Shepherd, And I'm Daniela Phillips Thank you very much for joining us once again for Smakehead's The Red Dwarf Podcast. And we're on to episode three, which is called Give and Take. Um, How have you been, Daniela? I've been good. I've been achy. Yeah, why? (laughs) What have you been doing? I did my half marathon. That's right. Last Sunday. How was that? It went well, thank you. I finished. I ran it. That's good. (laughs) Did you have a good time or did you? Um, Yeah, I well, <laughs> it was good by my standards okay, anyway. That's, that's I think it was, I was a bit slower than I was hoping. I was hoping to do it in 2.30 and I did it in 2.52. But after, really good. after all my ailments, I was just happy for anything under three hours, to be honest. That's good. I've noticed you've got uh, makeup on today. <laughs> Thanks, Jed. Yeah, no, it looks nice. Um, <laughs> so um, you finished and was there any problems during the way? Did you... What kind of no, no, I, ra- I ran the whole way. Okay. I only stopped uh, a couple of times just to pick up some water or Lucozade and some ge- have some jelly beans. That's good, sponsored <laughs> yeah. by Lucozade this episode. <laughs> yes. And so do you think you'd go on and do a full marathon? Yes, I really want to do the New York marathon now, probably in 2018. Okay, sometime yeah. in the far future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they do it around my birthday, the beginning of November, so I thought it'd be a really cool thing to do on okay, my birthday. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, so your birthday's coming up? Yeah. Well, how, how, a couple of weeks, a few weeks? Yeah. Yes, yes, 2nd of November. You should really know that. Yeah, you should. That's right, I don't know your birthday. (laughs) Good. (laughs) And what have I been up to? Thanks very much for asking, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, quite a lot this week. Oh, yeah, so last week, again, was Cassette Store Day. And then I went to see uh, my friend Sam, who's in Get Cape, Wear Cape Flight, aka Recreations, do an install and release the tape that we did together, which was awesome. Um, and then Wednesday this week, uh, my film was in the London Film Festival. Dawn I of the saw Death. that. Yeah, it was really cool. Went down really well. Good. Did a little joke at the start. Good. My joke was, um, among other things, I said, um, "If you like us, let us know using the hashtag Dawn of the Death. If you don't like us, uh, let us know on Twitter at Real Donald Trump." Oh, Cute audience one. laughter. Good one. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of good feedback. Everyone said it was the best film there. Which, uh, which I'm was sure cool. it was. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm very biased, but I thought my <laughs> one was the best. And there's one before us called Highway by these Australian guys. That so was really cool, too. Okay, I'll um, check it out. Yeah, and then I had to do like this networking thing at the BFI. And I'm just terrible. I'm not very good at. It. You might think I'm good at like networking. I'm really. Well, you not. do like talking about yourself. That's true, <laughs> but like, not. I don't know. Maybe like into the abyss of podcasting, but um, into a room full of people who are just really. Um, what's the word? Hyper. Be- I'd say be careful what you say. <laughs> Hyper. That's that's a good word. Um, it's just not for me. And a lot of my friends and, and cast and crew of the of the film couldn't get in because they didn't have the right credentials. So I spent all night, uh, me and Rob, the director, uh, stealing drinks and bringing it downstairs to the other bar uh, to give to people 
A so, worthy endeavour. Yeah, rock, rock and roll, guys. Um, <laughs> um, that's cool. And I'm back again at the Prince Charles next month for the Monkey Tennis live podcast. Which um, is sold out. Sold out, yeah, sold out this week, yeah. Um, are you going to come to that, Daniel? I am, I okay, am. Okay, cool, I'll get you in. Um, I think I know someone who can uh, get you in. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of admin this week, Daniela. No, no, it's been quiet. I've just been resting my legs. Yeah, um, oh, that's very good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a great episode um, of Smickers ahead of us um, because this episode, Give and Take, I think it's even better than the last two. Oh, I think so too. That's, that's I good. think it's my favourite so far. Yeah, and one of the reasons why this is my favourite, I'm going to give you a little bit of a heads up, it's because it has an ending. Um, it's yeah, the first ending yeah. we've had so far. Um, <laughs> and looking at the next episode, it's, it looks like to be the only episode, uh, episode with an ending, but oh we'll, we will see. So this one's called uh, Give and Take, episode three of... Uh, Red Dwarf 11. See, I was—I ne- thought you were going to say it's your favourite because of the scutters. That was good. That was good. <laughs> let's, let's come on to that. So this episode starts with Remma having an argument with a lift uh, because it's been slow in, in coming up. And to be fair, when I saw this, I was like, okay, this isn't starting very well. Remma having an argument with a lift isn't, isn't the best kind of TV. Yeah. But then I kind of thought, yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of the early series of Red Dwarf, where it was like Rimmer against technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was. No, it was I, I quite like this scene. Yeah. Because I felt, I, I felt, I felt that frustration before. Just trying when, to get a lift. Yeah. Do you know you, how to make a lift go faster? No. Just press the button millions of times. It no, works every I've, time. I've tried. I've tried. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work, guys. I was, being, I was being sarcastic. Just don't do that. Just press it once. If it lights up, then leave it. Um, you've got to trust the other person next to you that they've pressed it as well. Um, and yeah, so they, um, he was having trouble getting the lift up because he's reading some heat signatures in the ship that he, that's kind of unexplained. So he really needs to get down uh, to where he um, those heat signatures are. Um, and a bit later on, we find out what Why? this is all, all yes. about. But for now, it's just like, this scene is unnecessary. <laughs> it's just like, what, whereas in previous episodes, I felt that they should extend scenes. This, I felt they should have kind of contracted it a little bit. See, I, I didn't have that opinion. I watched the scene and I thought, oh, what's going on? I'm, I'm guessing we're going to find out later. I didn't know what we were going to find out, okay. but I, I, I kind of clocked on that something was going on, the fact there were other people things on board so I, I get your logic yeah but um in the previous two episodes where I've kind of saw something that happens at the start and, and I assumed something would kind of I know pay it, off has, it hasn't paid it off hasn't paid yes off. so I just thought okay this is just a random lift scene <laughs> it's like the boy who no cried wolf so um we see uh Rima getting very angry at the lift and uh firing the lift um and then a scutter comes along which is great and I hope it's Bob with indicators. With indicators. <laughs> it is great. It's really cute. And it's really good to see the scars again. Um, and he leaves us with the immortal line um, to tell the scutters that it's only open to lifts. And it was a joke. And you could hear the kind of silence in the audience and a few kind of giggles. <laughs> Um, wasn't great. Meanwhile, we find Lister almost comatose after a supposed bender. He's lying in Rimmer's bunk, which means he couldn't even make it to his own one. And Rimmer tries to wake him up um, as they've come across a tech-rich space station. Um, and uh, for, the, for, for brevity's sake, it's about to be hit by a load of asteroids. So, so Lister needs to wake up immediately or they'll miss their chance to possibly get some tech which they can use to maybe get home, if that's still the aim of Red Dwarf. I, Who knows? I, I don't know what the aim is anymore. I think it's just adventure. It's lost its aim, yeah. <laughs> it's turned into a bit like... Uh, Star Trek where the initial aim was to kind of explore strange new worlds and then just ended up just being floating around yeah uh, um, 
but yeah, so this uh, asteroid storm is um, going to going to stop them from getting this this tech-rich space station. And you might have remembered, especially from this series, they've come across technology before, which they haven't used again. And in other series, they come across such amazing technology, which definitely could help them get home. But they, we've never seen them again. No. Uh, maybe the matter paddle we've seen a couple of times, which was which was kind of cool. But you'd think they'd use some of this stuff again and again and again. Otherwise, it's just a Deus Ex Machina where it's just used for the sake of um, getting them out of a sticky situation and no reason behind it. So yeah, he managed to wake up Lister, um, but he said he's he's been uh, there for two days and he needs to freshen up. And how does he freshen up? He just. Uh Slaps his face around a little bit. He slaps his face and then he's ready to rock, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, they get into Starbug um, to check out the space station. And then again, I've got to stress, Starbug looks amazing. It looks yeah, like a proper spaceship. Really it doesn't actually look like part of a set. It looks like it's actually a real working spaceship with all the, the blinking lights and the kind of uh, monitors that are kind of flashing things. It's, I think it's great. I remember shadows. when we went to see our episode that um, was yeah. screened. Uh, well, it hasn't been screened yet, actually. And um, there was a scene with Starbug there. But when they went to film it, it wasn't in our direct view, which I think That's helped right. because it adds to the the fact, oh, wow. the thought that they are actually in Starbucks. That's a really good point. It. For those who didn't uh, go to any of the of the uh, screenings, you suck. But um, Starbug, <laughs> I'm only joking. Starbug uh, was just around the corner. So we the set in front of us. What it consisted of is. Um, from an audience point of view, on the left we see the drive stroke medical room. Um, in front of us we see the uh, sleeping quarters, um, and on the right uh, there was kind of like a board that goes across where we only saw the briefest glimpse of st- of the inside of interior of Starbug. Um, so it adds to the mystery. I think it yeah. keeps keeps the. It does, yeah, and you're right because we we couldn't see like the every magic. little part into it. Yeah, it didn't destroy the <laughs> yeah, illusion. Yeah, I think so. It's like Wizard of Oz, like don't look at the man behind the curtain, and yeah. So uh, Starbuck looks in- incredible, and we see it go fly towards uh, this space station, and they're getting really brave. These guys now, they're they, I used to think they were cowards, but now they're going headlong into yeah. these dangerous situations. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lister calls Crichton Crites here. And I was trying to figure out, maybe someone on Twitter or someone can, can let me know, how often Lister calls Crichton Crites. Because I seem to remember him doing it quite a lot in maybe Series 3, is it? But I haven't really heard him do it for a while. Uh, but Crites is also the nickname for the creatures in Critters, in the, in the oh, okay. amazing Critters uh, I've chronology. never seen it. You've got to see Critters 1. <laughs> okay, really? is it on Netflix? Maybe not. But okay. just aliens that are basically Gremlins rip off. But Critters Three, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. That's just oh, one of his first yes, roles. I remember that. And he's awesome in it. Okay. He's really, really good. Um so his dad gets <laughs> Spoiler. Dad gets his head bitten off or something. Um Yeah, so Lister asks Crichton uh, what type of space station it is. Um, And usually Crichton, being the the kind of exposition mechanoid, knows exactly what everything is uh, to kind of speed up the the narrative. But this time he doesn't know uh, anything about it. So he said maybe um, he's deleted it because he's been kind of deleting his old files that he never uses anymore. Um, And then he suddenly realises that he doesn't know who Rimmer is. So Rimmer's like, oh, maybe you've... uh, uh, put me in trash by mistake and he looks in the trash and he can't see a rimmer but he does have a folder marked captain bollocks uh which was obviously great and the hashtag captain bollocks 
did uh, do the rounds on on Twitter when this was I shown saw. on TV. And and there's official merchandise you can buy. There as is, well. yeah. Well done, uh, Grant Naylor Productions. You were very fast in uh, getting Captain Bollocks out there. Yeah, but it's 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 a good point. Um, they it felt a little bit like I'm being very cynical. I'm being very cynical with this series, like they inserted that knowing there would be merch available for it like they had to come up with something to make a t-shirt that's that's actually um one of one of my only criticisms of this episode is the fact that later on in the episode they they put a they put a line in uh, about fifa and i felt like they were just doing that kind of just to get the laughs and making a a sort of cultural reference to what's going on at the moment i didn't really like i didn't i didn't think it was with the feel of red door it was an anachronism wasn't it it was it wouldn't. I mean, not not saying that we should believe that Red Wolf is a real thing, or even trying to keep that illusion alive that these four guys are, uh, are hurtling through space. But yeah, mentioning stuff from the twentieth stroke twenty first century isn't the like best hot way. Hot takes. To, yeah, like, yeah, I didn't. I isn't didn't the best like way that. to make you kind of no. buy into this episode. But still, They've never really I mean, done that before either. Not really. I mean, there have been 20th century references, of course, before, and especially in the early series. But um, in 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 the DVD releases and Blu-ray releases, they've kind of cut out those references because okay. they do take you out of that episode. Yeah. So I wonder if in subsequent um, Blu-ray releases in the, in the in the near future, the FIFA reference will be removed. But yeah, so uh, Captain Bollocks folders in there. Rumor obviously wants to believe. He tries to uh, convince himself that that was a mistake that Crichton put in there because he really wants to believe that he's important to everyone besides himself. And obviously he's not. Um, so uh, the uh, Crichton reinstates it and uh, profusely apologises, making more of a blunder uh, and making the situation even more awkward. Uh, which which is great. Um, if you had to delete someone from your memory... Um, Daniela, who would it be? be oh. Not including me. <laughs> no, I would never delete from my memory. Oh, jet. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess um, at you know various points in my life, like the film Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, you mm-hmm. always kind of want to delete your exes when you've gone through a breakup. Yeah, but don't you think those situations make you who you are today? Possibly, kind of, you learn from them. Yeah, yes. you learn from mistakes, so you won't make the mistakes again. So yeah. I always think it's dangerous. I think I would like to delete every person that i've met where i don't know their name but they know my name because the other day other day <laughs> someone came up to me in the street and in, in leicester square and was like oh hi jed how are you what have you been up to and i was just like oh yeah yeah i've been fine yeah how are you how was how's your thing and they're like, oh yeah yeah it went really well it was really good and i was like oh my god i don't know who this is and i wanted to delete those, those kind of interactions because I feel really bad and guilty about it and that kind of guilt is like building up of all these people because I'm really bad with like faces and names yeah so all of those people just delete so I don't feel guilty about it okay fair enough yeah so we've got um, I'm not a monster guys don't think (laughs) I'm a monster if I do know most people's names um so Danny um we are on to the next uh, bit do people call you Danny by the way yes do they Mm mm-hmm do you like do you like that? Yeah. I've never called you Danny before. No, no. Do people call you Daenerys? No, they call me Dan a lot. Dan. Dan. My mum calls me Dan. Does she? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My dad always calls me Daniela. Of course. Yeah. And various friends call me Danny. Do you know what? I so, I've got to admit, I sometimes call you Daniela with, t- with two L's. I put those Ugh. two L's in it, so like Daniela. Right, I'm deleting you. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Sometimes people at work, um, they'll say Danielle, and I, I won't answer them or refuse to answer them until they get my name right. 
Oh, but you have just joined. It's not my new, name. You have just joined a new job. It's like, hey, give, I've been there five months. Okay, <laughs> give them some time. Um, so yeah, and just before we get onto the space station, Crichton says, "Oh yeah, he's uh, reinstated Rimmer next to uh, two different R words: ringworm and ring shot, which means he doesn't have a file in the system for Rimmer World. You'd think he he would, and other Rimmer related things. But if it includes Rimmer, maybe it's deleted." If it includes the word Rimmer. Yeah, uh, maybe you open up the Rimmer folder and there's all the subsections yeah. of Rimmer's escapades. Maybe, maybe you're right. So they go on to the space station. It's going to float in Babylon 5 style space station. Um, and yeah, it's pretty beautiful on the outside and the inside. It's obviously some kind of like warehouse, which they've put a few more pipes up and, and some steam. Um, but didn't this bit look sound and feel a lot like quarantine yes where they go into dr landstrom yes um and i mean it's but i love i love this scene i think that's why (laughs) yeah and because you love quarantine everyone loves quarantine but this did feel a lot like quarantine just the music um just how they were walking um and I was just like, is this going to be an, an exact... How they walking? Kind of Did you count their steps? You know, like um, in a line side by side okay. and w- with yeah. a kind of tricorder type thing. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't count their steps. <laughs> the, yeah, so I thought the music was very like um, kind of that creeping kind of eerie, eerie music. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot like quarantine too. And Kat suggests that they split up into pairs. Uh, always a good idea. Always a good idea. Yeah. But did you notice they split up into the same did pairs as the previous yes, episode? I did. Samsara. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no, we, we're not going to get any of the Lister Rimmer uh, kind of uh, dynamic again. But I, I like those parents, I think. I do like those parents. But do you know what I didn't like? When those parents, parents when those <laughs> Freudian slip, I don't like those parents, when those pairings kind of had the same things happen to them as in Samsara, the last episode. So, so Kat and... Um, Lister, Lister have came something across a skeleton. To them. Well, they came across a skeleton, yeah. like the sex skeletons. Yeah. And and Crichton and Rimmer did all the sciencey stuff. Yes, but I think those are the the parents that are best suited. Maybe to, they're those those, those, those tasks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, I I mean, I would have preferred maybe a different dynamic, maybe Lister with Crichton even, just just to mix it up. But I guess, I mean. Doug Naylor did write these, so he he did intentionally do all of these things. I can't imagine Rimmer and Kat ever uh, pairing up and going off together. I couldn't imagine Kat and Crichton going off together because they're but the same you, person. But you, but you want Lister and Rimmer to go off together in a I pairing. Do, so that would oh, that's further proof of my theory oh that gosh. Crichton and Kat are the same person because they can never be paired off with each other because they're not a pair. I've just noticed there's a skeleton in here. <laughs> There's a skeleton, I'm going to yeah. put it in a sex position it's, before I leave. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I do have a skeleton wearing a post-pop t-shirt right next to me right now. Yeah, I just thought um, the scene of the skeleton went on a little bit too long. But it, it was a it was a vital scene. You don't realise it. Again, yeah. with the lift, it it's building up to something. I guess so. But when this kind of... Uh, any, any, when the scene ended... They kind of uh, it was a pause, and then they both kind of walk off almost into a wall. Like they didn't they didn't like edit it properly. And whereas in other episodes, like I say, they should have stretched out some episodes. Just 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 you know, it's just how it has an ending maybe. Um, in this episode, they, it's scenes that they stretched out for longer than necessary. Just really weird editing. I don't I don't know what's going on. Um, I know some people online are a little bit baffled as to to why this particular series is being edited in in such a way. It just feels kind of rushed. It doesn't take anything out 
away from the fact that I love this episode and I love this series so far and for all the faults and, I, and I'm picking out the faults because I, I love Red Dwarf and the faults can jump out at me um, because the majority of it is still amazing but just little things like that kind of take me out of the action a little bit I just think it's a little bit sloppy mm. um, and you can't oh you can blame Dave because it's only really been since Dave I, I, I don't know so um, let's go back to the uh, Rumour and Crichton and they're in the Ask Asclepius suite? Asclepius. Asclepius suite. Um, and Asclepius was the Greek god of medicine. Yes. Right? Yep. Uh, well, obviously, I knew that. While I did. <laughs> I did. did I really? was so pleased. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I made the little note, Asclepius, he's the Greek god of medicine. And then they, and then they said it. I was like, damn it. <laughs> no, we should bring it to the table. Um, so uh, so they discover that. And um, while Kat and Nista are looking at the skeleton. And the skeleton, uh, it turns out to be some called Romero. Obviously a nod to George Romero. father of Godfather of zombies and, and the zombie genre. And we find out that the DNA on the knife that was in the back of the skeleton uh, was from the same DNA as... Romero so he it, for all intents and purposes stabbed himself in the back which is pretty impossible I imagine pretty hard to do um, but I'm sure you could because like people say that you can't drown yourself is that right you can't drown yourself yeah you can't yeah, of course you can you jump as you <laughs> no but like in a bath or something. oh in the bath no you can't just because yeah. Unless, unless like you've taken something to knock, it's not like advising suicide. Yeah, here. Like unless Houston. you've like taken something to knock yourself out. Yeah. Um, but you can you can drown yourself like in the sea. Yeah, you can walk into the sea. Yeah. And, and, and do that. But don't we don't advise that, guys? <laughs> no, please, don't. Please don't do that please on our don't. advice. Yeah, I just think this the skeleton bit just loses all of its impact because of the sex skeletons from the previous episode. It's like <laughs> they retread; they literally retread in the same ground. Not only does this uh, look a, a lot like Doctor Landstrom's laboratory, but it also, also looks like the previous episode. Thanks to all the listeners who tried to get um, hashtag sex skeletons trending. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Back onto the, the kind of skeletons, I just felt like not only was this a, li a little bit of a tired scene, but I thought the, the jokes kind of fell flat as well. Like Cat, he said, "Why are all skeletons naked? Um, it's no wonder they died. Maybe it was because of <laughs> pneumonia." That was funny. Of course, of course I liked you, it. Did you really? I'm simple. <laughs> so maybe they all died of pneumonia. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was oh, good. Okay. I mean, maybe in hindsight, maybe with you laughing, <laughs> it, it's interesting. But um, uh, back with Quentin Rimmer, the exposition mechanoid, as I, I keep saying, um, he explains that um, Asclepius was um, a medical robot um, who was just fancy pants and kind of could, could fix any ailment you had. Um, so obviously, they want that tech. That's the tech they're looking for on this ship. They want to find useful. something. Yeah. Useful technology, exactly. I imagine. They get, they get into a lot of scrapes, those guys. So they really want something that can help them fix them. Um, <coughs> mostly because there aren't really any doctors around where they are. And, and Lister being the last human, you'd think it's necessary. Yeah. So they come across a robot. Uh, and, and it straight away, this robot looks like um, like a 50s Forbidden Planet type robot. Yes. Um, yeah, it's kind of a big, big kind of robot 
four buttons, as they say, big kind of flailing arms. It and reminded me of the Jetsons. Yeah, that kind of like <laughs> 50s kind of yeah. sci-fi vision of the future. Um, and I mean, straight away, I think even the audience, because from the laughter you can tell, the audience knew that this wasn't the Asclepius droid they were looking for. They speak to this droid and we see that uh, the droid is called Snacky. Uh, I love that name, Snacky. Yeah, I mean, see it when it turns around, it's on the back of the robot. Um, and I guess a snack droid is still quite useful. I, I would find yes. use for a snack yeah, droid. Yeah, definitely. Depending on, on if the, the snacks are still kosher or not. Um, but they have they have lots of um, snack... Vending machines on board yeah. already. So maybe it wasn't that necessary. But he um, seems a nice enough robot, though. I guess so. Maybe as a friend. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. But uh, the others are having trouble. Uh, the others, they've uh, met the real Asclepius. Who's gone cray-cray. Yeah, who's basically Dr. Landstrom. <laughs> it just reminded me of Dr. Landstrom. Same same kind of like music. And he appears and he's crazy. And he wants to kind of do medical experiments on them, I, I assume. Um, and so they basically do a runner. But well, when they do a runner, they get darts in their back and they collapse. I didn't actually see Asclepius fire the darts. So I was really confused as to why they fell. Did, oh, did you see okay. him fire the darts? I don't remember, to be honest. Okay. I, but yeah, like, I, I don't know if I... That's what I saw. That's what my brain put together. Yeah, I guess you can never see him. They kind of got yeah. um, stunned at some point. Um, yeah, he just looks like completely crazy. Um, Crichton and Rimmer kind of... Tr- discover the others in this kind of like creepy horror medical room and it's a little bit like a horror film they're creeping up on the sounds of like medical equipment going um and uh, they open it up and they see their friends lying down on the table unconscious with this crazy robot flailing around with all kinds of um sharp instruments and uh two kidneys on the table floating in in a preservation liquid whatever it's called <laughs> formaldehyde where, where it is. formaldehyde is it formaldehyde I, don't know, I assumed it was saline it could be saline <laughs> so like right watching this episode to completion twice now I've, I've decided something okay what have you decided that Asclepius is the good guy why okay <laughs> he cray cray he's the good guy because just look at the situation okay right those kidneys are in, in, in that jar yes. next to Mr. Rimmer. Yeah. Mr. Lister, sorry. Yes. And later on in the episode, yes. they take younger Lister's... We'll come to it in a bit, but they younger take... Younger Lister's, younger by like two days. Yeah, kidneys out. So at the point where Asclepius meets them, Lister doesn't have any kidneys. So Only because they've gone back. Yeah. So this t- this time loop because they basically this has already happened. No, I'm not having this. This yeah. is so not. So Asclepius was putting kidneys back into no, Lister. No, he wasn't. Yeah, and I'll explain that a bit later when we no, come to it, and, I, and I'll no, show you why I'm right. No, it's true. Asclepius <laughs> no, is the good guy. No, he's not. This is ridiculous. Guys, if anyone has this theory out there, that <laughs> your Asclep- theory. Asclepius is the good guy. That makes no sense. It makes perfect whatsoever. sense because Lister doesn't have. He only had that. MTK cage, whatever it's called, inside him, which simulated having kidneys. So by the time he got to Asclepius, he was putting those kidneys back into into Lister, I think. I think. It's not properly explained, but that's what I think I, happened. I, I'm, I'm struggling to get my head around this. Okay, well, I'll explain. I, he's he's, he's I'll, not I'll a sane man. I do not think he but he's still, is the good he's guy. He's still programmed to 
Um, well, he got that certificate of, of uh, um, that all clear. Like he's not mental, and maybe that was legit. Maybe he just has a funny, kind of scary, creepy voice. You think? Yeah, and maybe he realised that uh, Lister had something wrong with him, so darted him in order to fix him. Okay. And Cat was just there for long for the ride. But but I'll explain why okay. my theory, which is okay, hundred percent right, in a bit. <laughs> okay. So, but obviously, Crichton and Rimmer, they don't know the situation. They, they've come to this situation, they just see a horror scene. So, Rimmer, being braver than he usually is, yeah. though he does use Crichton as a human shield, as a mechanoid but shield. But obviously, yeah. like, it makes sense to do that. Exactly, because he can't die. But then Rimmer can't really die either. Anyway, he uh, uses uh, Crichton's shoulder as a kind of a gun brace and fires the... the um, proton cannon gun thing at um asclepius 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 uh which knocks him back a bit it gives him enough time they should have really finished him off there and then really um but then yeah it gives him enough time to uh get the others out of there and they and then with the help of snacky i guess they get off the ship just as it's kind of like uh, fallen down around them um and of course asclepius wakes up but doesn't get to them in time and the ship explodes Blows as a starbug uh, makes its escape, but I thought the majority of the ship just kind of fell rather than explode. So maybe somewhere out there, Asclepius will come survive. Back. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. I hope so because I think he's a good guy. Like I said, he's <laughs> um, well, a good character anyway. Yeah, he's an interesting character. He kind of looks like a cross between a clown, a Bender oh, from Futurama, the clowns. Yeah, the clowns. Um. Yeah, I thought I just thought he looked quite cool in in a kind of like a schlocky fifties kind of sci-fi stroke horror way. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he was very much like Doctor Landstrom, and the escape was a little bit like Doctor Landstrom uh, quarantine situation as well. I thought. Um, so Lister wakes up in the medical stroke drive room, and just to give you a little bit of background in case you can't really see from the angles, the the room which we haven't seen in kind of in a kind of a wide shot yet is on the left hand side is all the medical equipment on the right hand side is all the kind of the drive room equipment it's all one really sparkly white room it looks amazing in fact um the, the set designs is, is really really good and like i said in the previous episode um some of the bits were taken from other sci-fi franchises so that's why it looks it has high production value i think it looks great um lister wakes up on the kind of scanner bed, feeling like he's uh, been hungover, but obviously it's because his uh, kidneys have been taken. Um, but I think it's because the empty cage has run out. Okay. So that's why he's kind of he's feeling groggy. Um, and so by the time they do the scan on him, um, obviously he hasn't got any kidneys, so they put the empty cage thing another in. one back in him all for the first time all for the first time if you don't believe <laughs> my, my theories yeah, but no. I think come on guys I think some of you out there understand that my theory is right and going into this situation he didn't have any kidneys to start with because before they got onto the space station that's where they dropped him off in, in Rimmer's bed sans kidneys this mate no I, I, I don't buy this Okay. <laughs> I don't buy it's this. It's true. Guys, like, out there, I guess you guys are screaming at Daniel right now. Like, believe Jed. <laughs> believe Jed, he's right. But then all the Daniela fans out there, which there seems to be a lot of for some reason, <laughs> are screaming, Jed, you're wrong. Jed, you're always wrong. But <laughs> yeah. I think in this, this situation, I'm totally right. Um, okay, so 
they explained to Lister um, that they got off the ship safe. Um, and Lister, being the kind guy, he has asked how Cat's doing. And they're like, yeah, Cat's fine. He's just on the other floor. And uh, remembers, uh, Lister's like, how am I doing? And like, yeah, yeah, Cat's fine. Like we said, Cat, Cat's doing all right. <laughs> and then they explained to him that unfortunately... Asclepius has taken Asclepius. Asclepius. See, my his, my know. history of medicine GCSE is like <laughs> rewarded me. It's come back finally after, after twenty years. years later. Well, uh, um, some Asclepius has Asclepius. Taken, Asclepius. <laughs> sorry, guys. Asclepius <laughs> has taken. See, I'm really bad with names and robots. I'll tell yeah. you. Uh, Asclepius has taken Lister's kidneys. But then you've got to think. Why would Asclepius take Lister's kidneys? Why would he do that? Because he was mental. He was just like messing around and doing crazy. crazy. Yeah, he's cray cray. Um, I see. I don't buy that. I, I. Think he didn't. You thought he did not look like the sanest uh, robot. Person, no, I, I agree. But that was maybe just how they built him. You can have a crazy face, but still like be kind inside. Um, okay. As I, I, as you prove on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My face isn't crazy. Anyway, um, so uh, Crichton says, "Well, you need you need a, a donor kidney," and Lister says. Well, Cat'll give it to me. Cat's my mate. No, sorry. They say Cat's your friend. He'll give you kidney. And this is no. He's the most selfish person in the world. But I'll I'll try. Now, Daniela. Yes. If I needed the kidney. Yes. Would you give me your kidney? Of course. Would you really? I give I give my kidney to anyone that would need it. Not anyone. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm some on. Um, I'm on. Like, uh, what's it called? The list. Don't for, list. Not well. Not not just that, but I regularly. What list are you on? I, I regularly give blood and i'm on the um what's the oh i can't remember the list so you have to take um no you have to take a swab of your dna and they put you on a list and they call you if somebody needs it urgently needs an organ um not organ it's um oh the spinal fluid what is it called oh um yeah spinal fluid isn't it no it's a name for it stem cell i'm on the stem cell list as well okay so, yeah, of course. If somebody needed on. a kidney... No, you wouldn't give your kidney to just anybody, though. Yeah, of course. Well, literally, like, some, some guy gets hit by a car on the street. You don't know him. He's 85 years old, and he wants your kidney. Yeah. You're going to go, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because I can survive with one. It's fine. No, no. If it would save a life, of course, I would give a kidney to anyone. No, you wouldn't. I, really? Yes, of course I would. Yeah, I think you should dial that back a little bit and save it for, like, friends and family. <laughs> but... My friends and family are healthy. No, but yeah, but now, but as the years go on, I'm yeah. But what if they never need it? You know, if I could save somebody's life, that's a really good thing to do. That is, I, I commend you. That is that is great. But your like your quality of your life will go down slightly. Well, I'm not a big drinker. And you won't I'm healthy. Be going ahead. You can. Yeah, but what if your one kidney fails and your other kidney wouldn't have been fine? Well, then I'd hope that somebody else would be as generous as I am. You can't just and go playing pass the parcel no, with, with, your, with your organs. I, that, that's one of the reasons I give blood because if something fine, if something happens to me in the future and I need an operation, yeah, why why should I expect everyone else out there to give blood and me, and me to do nothing? You no, know, I think it's fine. I think it's very much a case of everyone should do their bit. I think I think you need to put things into perspective. Blood recovers after twenty four hours. I'm I'll give a pint of blood a day, no problem. But your organs can't come back. The your kidneys is. 
Hang on, can... why are you trying to talk me out of this? If you need a kidney, that's what I'm saying. If I, I need a kidney, I would I'm coming give you to you one. First. Yeah, I would give you my. I would give you a kidney as well. To- oh, totally. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, I'll give to any of my friends and family, and maybe extended friends and extended family. Maybe not some of my cousins, but the you can't just give it to anyone, Daniela. Why not? If it would save somebody's life, and I'm their only chance, of course I would do that. Are you trying to undo all of the oranges you stole as a kid? <laughs> yes. It's just, just like Catholic Karma. guilt. Catholic it is the Catholic guilt. guilt. No, I mean, given blood is, I think everyone should do it. I think you should. Yeah, if you're able to. Yeah, I think every, and I think every time you have a doctor's appointment just for anything, the doctor should say, do you want to give blood now as mm. you're here? And Yeah, I mean, so, I'm terrified of needles, but I do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I go because they give you crisps and biscuits and orange juice, which is really cool. <laughs> Saves me having to spend a few quid on lunch. Um, but the, yeah, I just think, I mean, that's very, very nice, Daniela. But I think in practice, it's you're playing fast and loose with your own organs. <laughs> and, I, and I won't have it. As a friend, I'm going to prevent you from giving your organs hey, to other people. If anyone out there on the Smokers podcast needs a kidney, I've got you back. Yeah, okay, then these, these guys are fine. <laughs> you guys are fine. Would you give someone your heart, Daniel? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, Sorry, I've already che- given it away too cheesy. many times. That oh. was cheesy. Um, okay, so okay, so Lister has to convince Cat to give up one of his kidneys, and straight away I was just like, Cat's not gonna give up one of his kidneys. They're gonna have to come up with some elaborate plan to do it. And luckily, yeah, they did. They came up with an elaborate yeah. plan. Uh, Lister decided, uh, well, asked Crichton to lie, and and Crichton can't lie. Um, and the plan that they come up with is to tell Cat that actually they made a mistake and Cat's the one that needs a kidney from Which Lister. is pretty clever. Yeah. So whereas Cat was very, very reluctant to give up a kidney before, now under the pretense that he has to give up... He's got uh, something to gain. Yeah, yeah, he has something to gain. He goes to see Lister before <laughs> Crichton fake tells him that it got, got it wrong. To say, Lister, yeah, I would totally give you my kidney. That's, that's what friends are for. And then Crichton comes in um, and says, oh, I made a mistake again. Um, actually, Lister does need a kidney, but he's already signed. But he's already his signed kidneys away. Contract, yeah. Which was which was quite a nice little 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 trick, quite clever. Um, but Crichton does have trouble lying, and he does the kind of classic kind of mechanoid stutter when he's trying to lie. In the meantime, Rimmer has gone to Snacky for psychi- um, psychiatric help yeah. because he knows that Snacky is apparently this this fancy pants uh, medical droid. I, I feel sorry for Snacky. Snacky is the <laughs> M- MVP for me in this episode. I really like him. He is. And just just before we, we, we go into anything else, Snacky is played by a guy, uh, well, I don't know if he was in the actual suit, probably not. I think so. Oh, was he really? I think so. Um, the voice, well, the voice at least is done by a guy called Mark Quarterly. And have a guess... Based on uh, what we discussed last week, <laughs> have a guess what Mark Quarterly's in. I can't remember the name of that sci-fi series. It was Hyperspace. Hyperspace. But, no, but he wasn't oh. in that. Um, he was in Vera. He was in... Vera? Yeah, do you remember it's... that TV show Vera? Oh, not the film. No, no. It's okay. TV, TV shows. Um, he was in every episode of Stanley's Lucky Man. I've never heard of it. He this. played Paul Lemontov in it. Um, he was in a TV miniseries called In the Club. <laughs> and then he was, in, he, I, I believe he plays David Hasselhoff's son in Hoff the Record. He plays Amazing. Dieter Hasselhoff, which is a pretty, pretty good going. I'm I've sure never seen how, Hoff the Record, but now that makes me want to. I've only seen the clips on, on Dave, so I'm guessing this is how he got the gig. He was on Hoff the Record and they liked him a lot, so Aww. he plays Snacky. 
Should do a mashup crossover. Yeah, that'd be quite good. <laughs> Red Dwarf off the record. I also, it would be quite good to to do uh, a mashup of uh, uh, Craig Charles's scenes in um, in Coronation Street. Didn't with... they do that? Yeah, they did. They, yeah, did, they really do did that. that. <laughs> um, or maybe the British Empire and Red Dwarf. Oh, that that, that would, would have be been good. good. I love the British Empire. That'd be so good. I wish that. Um, that um, receptionist was in Red Dwarf. So yeah, so Rimmer has gone for the psychiatric help. And do you think Rimmer would actually do this? I thought this was slightly out of character for for Rimmer, uh, mostly because he doesn't really admit to to himself Any that he has flaws. Yeah, yes. he's always full of himself. He... Yeah, but maybe he saw his opportunity to talk to uh, what he thought was a medical professional. Yeah, he's, you know, it's been a long time without talking to someone about that is these true. things that is no, true sometimes it's good to talk it is but i feel like rimmer wouldn't do this but i mean it, i guess they needed this scene to show uh have a little bit of comedy so yeah rimmer goes to see asclepius and well snacky snacky yeah um and this kind of scene has been in comedy films since time immemorial uh whereby someone goes to someone from help and they just keep speaking and the other person doesn't say anything yeah. and then they go thank you you helped me so much yeah and then you get a close-up on the other person just looking at camera going, <laughs> oh, oh stacky oh so i thought this was a little bit of a tired trope yeah i didn't yeah. like this bit at all I, I didn't mind it but i agree with you it's been done yeah and it went on for quite long times. as well it was just the montage of him yeah. Uh, of Rimmer just kind of saying non sequiturs about his life and then she said more flower vicar or whatever so it, it gets to the point where they have to um, do the operation and Snacky uh, has the big revelation that's true yeah and um, they have a big revelation that um, well he tells them that he's not actually uh, Asclepius he is actually uh, Snacky, snacky. Um, because they need the snacky, well, they need the Asclepius to um, use some kind of DNA wizardry to make Cat's kidney fit into Lister's body so it doesn't reject it. Um, fortunately for them, Snacky was in the in the kind of the same room when Romero was, uh, and I guess Asclepius, when people were talking about. Uh, stasis booths and things like that so Asclepius knows that the stasis booth is also a time machine snacky yeah well you know Asclepius <laughs> yeah is actually a time machine yeah. so they decide they figure out that they can use the time machine stroke stasis booth to go back in time to find younger Lister two days younger Lister take his kidneys yeah and and use his kidneys to put into current real-time lister yeah okay so that's what they do they go back and and uh before they do lister wants a snack from uh uh, from snacky and snacky says i'm a stasis booth uh, mechanoid now and (laughs) you've changed i thought it was quite funny um so they use and i hope now they have the technology to time travel i hope they use this more (laughs) i bet you they never use this again they can time travel They've had this technology actually since Stasis. I like this. I like a bit of going back in time and then realising things that weren't important actually were. Yeah. So, okay, right. Okay, this is the start of how I explain things to you. Oh, gosh. So, you realise things have already happened this way. Yes. So, nothing can be changed. Yes. Okay, good. So, um, in order 
for Lister to be in that bottom bunk for t- um, where Rimmer sleeps yep. um, and be groggy, yep. he would have already had to have had his kidneys taken. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. So um, they go to uh, through the stasis booth to um, a couple of days in, in, in the past um, and that gives them the opportunity to kidnap old Lister yep. and they just kind of chloroform him remove his kidneys yep. put it into current Lister yep. and they're both in wheelchairs um, and they have to kind of get off the ship so the, the times don't get muddled up or whatever is that right? Yeah I think so um, they don't, don't want to run into each other Yeah so they get into that service lift I think it's shaft 18 or 24 or whatever um, and and because they are using this lift it means that Rimmer can't use a lift yeah. and why it's slow so it's a callback to the first scene um, quite lovely actually um, and it, it, it gives the first scene justification so it wasn't just a terrible kind of uh, conversation with a lift it was actually and it actually explains and it's justified why that happened um because they were using that lift in order to retread steps that have already been taken they they had to go down to the living quarters to put lister back where he was found in the first place yeah and i mean rumor, rumor explains this to the lift so the lift's in on it with them yeah exactly and he says to lift if you, if you do this for me and if you ignore old rumor then i'll promote you i'll put you in the officer's kind of quarters lift bit um so he's made, he's made a promise to this lift and the lift's like okay i'll, I'll do this for you and he makes excuses to old rimmer um like in the first scene so rimmer is they they, they put old lister back into the bunk which is one of the first scenes um, where he's originally woken up by Rimmer to be taken to the space station. Yeah. Um, so you can see everything's happened and they, before. And they give him the uh, the sort of dialysis thing. MTK. The MTK, thing. yeah. So can you see while, when, when Lister is in that bed, when he's first yeah. woken up, he doesn't have any kidneys in him? Yes, because of what has ha- what has taken place, because they've gone back. But there must have been an original that has set this off where that didn't happen. No, it's always it's always taken place. It's always taken place. But they can't because it it's it's a circle now. It's always it's always it's It can't have always been a circle. There must have been an incident where they go on that ship to start with and he still has his kidneys. Because otherwise, there's no, no, there's no taking his kidneys out. Okay, but it wasn't this. It wasn't anything that we've seen because all no. we've seen is a loop. So at the point, yeah, we're still we are still in see we are seeing the loop, which has been obviously going on. Yeah, but there will have been that couldn't have been going on forever. There Maybe must there was have an been original there was original where he has he had his kidneys went on the ship. Asclepius took them out, and then that started the chain of events. Okay. But in this, in what we've seen, only yeah. what we've seen is when Lister goes on to Asclepius' uh, space station, he, do, he's, he doesn't have any kidneys. Yeah. So Asclepius is there in that medical room with a jar of kidneys next to him, um, which if that jar of kidneys is next to Lister, the only possible explanation is he's putting it back into Lister. Because in this no, time loop... it's not the only possible explanation because as I yeah. explained to you, we're seeing the loop. We're not seeing the first one that's triggered the events. 
Yeah, but Asclepius, being a medical droid, he would have scanned Lister and, and saw that he didn't have any kidneys. That's why he had those kidneys there, in order to put it into Lister. But where did he get those kidneys? He's, he's, the whole thing is a medical... Yeah, but whole where, 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 did he get his, where did he get the kidneys from then? From if he ha- he ha- if ki- Lister doesn't have any kidneys because they've been taken out, where, where, where are those kidneys from? He's a doctor. He has a medical suite. He has tons of stuff. Tons I, of medical I, I don't think he's got some like kidneys to just like laying around. But in this in this particular loop, he must have scanned Lister and known that he hasn't got any kidneys. So why? Okay, let, let's 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 say that you're right, and he was gonna take Lister's kidneys out. Which what, he did. What, what were those kidneys doing next to him? Well, he just taken them out, so he was going. No, he didn't because this was this is in the in the loop. This is this is this is in the loop. For Lister to be there in the f- for for Lister to be there in the first place, he must have had his kidneys taken out. Taken out. That's why he was on the bed. So we see Lister, uh, Lister on the bed being all groggy because because his um, uh, kidneys have been taken out. Um, so when it, when they get there, his kidneys his kidneys are right. already gone. Yeah. But maybe Asclepius when he scanned him he can see that, that the MTK thing's in him. So maybe that tricks him into thinking that he still has kidneys. I don't know. But those kidneys that are there right there are not Lister's original kidneys. Um, they are kidneys that are going to be put back into Lister. Because do you know where Lister's original kidneys are? The guys have the they guys were already taken the, fu- them. the future guys. So but the only people to have taken But Lister's not in the first Instance. It was always happened. Lis- Lister's original kidneys were taken by the crew of Red Dwarf. So literally, all they did was go back, take Lister's kidneys, and put it back into a future version of, of himself. So, I think I've convinced you now, even just a little bit, I'm... that Asclepius is the good guy, and he was trying to fix, like his job always has been for all these millions of years, was to put everything right and to fix people. And he, even though he was crazy, he was trying to put the kidneys back into Lister to make him whole again. I accept your argument has merits, but I'm still Thank not you. 100% convinced. I still think that, I don't know whether in the original scene, um, we don't, he, we he, was, we he was hung over. We can't speculate stuff don't we don't see. Exactly. We can only speculate what's on screen and it all makes sense. What, if, <laughs> what I'm saying makes complete 100% sense. I don't sense. know. And, and it, it, well, it explains it. That's why his kidneys, he doesn't have the kidneys in the first place because they, they, they've always taken it. Um, but if they've, but there must be something to trigger needing to take his kidneys. So in, in, one, in some yeah. sort of scene, his kidneys have to have been taken out. And the only possible yeah. explanation for that is Asclepius took them. No, they Asclepius didn't take it at all. Why? Why would he? The the guys from the crew from Red Dwarf are the only people that took Lister's kidneys. So, but why did they need to take his kidneys? Because of this. Because of the time, because of the time loop, it's like it's like a self-fulfilling kind of prophecy. But there's a reason they why made they, it happen. There's a reason why they need to go back in time, though. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we could talk about like the <laughs> paradox of, of time travel, like tons, but this basically from 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 us from the dawn of time, this time loop has all, always been there, and it, the reason why it's in existence was because th- there may have been an incisive incident for why this happened, but as far as anyone knows, this has always happened. So Asclepius couldn't have possibly had Lister's kidneys there. It must have been someone else's kidneys because they're they're destroyed as well. Um, 
I, f- I think they're his kidneys. I, I don't think they are. Okay, and, well, and we'll I have think, to agree to disagree on okay. this. And they, they were destroyed anyway, but they can't be his kidneys because the crew of Red Dwarf had his kidneys in the, in the feature, which they put back into him. So they can't be his kidneys. I, th- it, they I were think destroyed. they are. It's, impo- it's, it's, it's impossible. Because they, they would have already taken them by the point that it's destroyed. That's why they went exactly. back to pre before that scene. Yeah, they, were, they already took anyway, them. Anyway, I think we, we're, ne- we're not going to convince each other, so I think we should yeah, just stop like, it. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you guys, on I think you guys out there can see that this this is not only am I right, but this is what the, the uh, Doug Naylor... Um, was this, was the intention of, of the scene and why they went back to show that they always completed this loop um, and they always took his kidneys before he even reached Asclepius uh, and therefore it's inferred that Asclepius is the good guy and he was actually I trying... don't think it's that clear maybe cut may, no maybe it's not that clear cut but um, I think that's what's inferred and insinuated um, why this was happening and I think that's why he didn't we didn't actually see Asclepius die in the end because he isn't the bad guy he is effectively crazy he's nuts he's a nutsoid but he um he's a good guy so what happens to snacky okay let's let's keep going with the episode because we got kind of caught up in time travel um and hopefully you guys didn't think you were in a time loop then when we were discussing <laughs> time travel yeah so um they they kind of reset how things were and they put um everything back as normal but then uh rimmer enters the lift and this is in the kind of present he enters that same lift um and he's like um the lift's like oh rimmer i've been waiting for you um i didn't get that promotion um, I'm stuck here, and the lights go all red and menacing. And Rimba's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to to uh, do that, uh, but I just it slipped my mind." And 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 the lift went. Snacky's just installed a far, uh, almost faster than light mm. mechanism in me. I've been waiting to test it out. And Rimba's like, "Hang on," and the lift's like, "No, you hang on." Dun 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 dun. Yeah, an so ending. An ending. <laughs> Round of applause for an ending so I'm, I was really happy that I did get an ending I thought it was just going to kind of end mid-sentence which would kind of be where we've got to um, up until now but going back to my question what happens to Snacky are we going to see him again is he going to be part of the I crew now I hope so well don't forget Red Dwarf is a massive ship yeah there's probably all kinds of like people that are <laughs> still on the ship that probably, <laughs> I haven't found yet yeah probably that Marilyn Monroe droid from, oh. the, from the previous scenes floating around um, probably a polymorph um, on one of the floors but uh, yeah so Snacky has found a use for himself he has been fixing things around the ship so that's yeah. great they've got Snacky they've got time travel they can just go home if they want to I guess um, so yeah that's the end of the episode what did you think Daniela? yeah I liked it it's I liked good. it as well even though it might have sounded like I was I was kind of like being quite, quite pernickety I did really like this episode I think it harked back to some of the best bits of um previous things of red dwarf specifically quarantine everyone's like top five episode um i love the sclepius um i thought he looked schlocky and kind of cheesy but just perfect for red dwarf and it kind of looked like like a doctor who monster as well snacky was great and i thought i think he should come back as well yeah definitely um i really like the interactions with uh the the crew in this episode specifically lister and cat um, I loved um, just when he was trying to convince him to for his kidneys and stuff, yeah. and he sh- sh- showed how selfish he is. I loved uh, we saw Ka- uh, Crichton um, still trying to break his program and not and and not quite doing it. So even after all this time, he still can't lie properly without kind of stuttering. Um, and obviously, uh, Rimmer was his usual kind of up himself self, but with a little bit of humility and the admission that um, Snacky helped him get through some hard times just then. 
So I think there's a lot of character progression in this, a lot of new technology, um, some big set pieces, some great explosions, great special effects, um, and an ending, uh, which is great. So, so far, give and take, episode three of season 11 is my favourite episode of season 11 so yeah, far. Yeah, I agree. It's my favourite too. Yeah. And um, the next episode uh, is great. I did say that it didn't really have a proper ending in advance, but it's I think it's okay. pretty amazing the next episode. Okay, well, so we've got good tune stuff to in look next week. To. <laughs> yeah, please do tune in next week and let us know what you think of this episode just at Jed Shepherd on Twitter, J E D S H E P H E R D. At Daniela of One L Phillips. Yep, and other kind of social networks if you want. Um yeah, and thanks very much for listening. You've been uh great to us yeah. um, if you have any corrections for us let us know on twitter and if you tell us what you think about the theory that asclepius is the good guy because i really think he is daniela doesn't but when have we ever agreed anything? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'll see you next week snakeheads bye, bye.